Hello and welcome. Uh, this is Small Talk, a Media Kitchen podcast. I am Bruce Harwood. And I'm Claire Burgum. And welcome to episode 10, our first episode of 2015. We are very excited to be back after a little bit of a break. Uh, because this is the first episode of 2015, and because this is episode 10, which is a pretty big uh, episode, we brought some heavy hitters along with us, uh, Barry Lowenthal and Brian Nadre. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> so you're going to hear a little bit more from them uh, in a second because, like every episode, we're going to kick it off with In My Opinion. After In My Opinion, we're going to go into a little bit of 2015 trends, both media, advertising, and just general technology trends. And then we're going to talk about the New Year's res- resolution and how it applies to all of us and whether we think this is a tradition that needs to continue. Uh, but like always, let's kick it off with In My Opinion. So I'm going to go first. And if anyone else is like me, they spent most of the holiday break reading all of the leaked emails that came out from the Sony leak. So this was absolutely fascinating. Oh, I thought it was fascinating because (laughs) it's kind of these titans of of the industry. So Amy Pascal and Scott Rubin are the two presidents of Sony. And pretty much all of their emails were leaked, which... Yes, is a, uh, an invasion of privacy, but personal emails or work emails. work emails. So this is just their work emails that they send from their Sony account, and it's just absolutely fascinating to read these emails between these two high-powered people and hear them just bickering over things like a bond ending, whether it's awful or whether they can keep it or whether it will pass. Uh, things like how much Angelina Jolie is getting paid. Uh, Amy Pascal thought she was way overpaid and not nearly as talented as uh, as her pay would indicate, uh, how much Kevin Hart is tweeting about his current movie and whether he should be tweeting more and whether they need to pay him for those tweets. Just like little bickering things that Claire and I might bicker about, about like a CPM, but they're doing it about, you know, a Bond film. So anyway, so I was going through, I I, I love them all, but by far the best email is one I stumbled upon from uh, Channing Tatum. Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah thank you. When, when Bruce first told me the story, he said he was going to recommend an email from Chanting Tatums. Okay. And I was like, mm, yeah. No. So I don't know. Yeah. So he's from 21 Jump Street. Uh, this is so this email is about 22 Jump Street, and it was sent uh, June 14th at 2:19 uh, p.m. So this is the day that 22 Jump Street came out, and what I would imagine is that he's hanging out in some home office in Beverly Hills. And he got an email from some producer that says, uh, 22 Jump Street just broke the record for the second best opening of any R-rated comedy. So he's very excited. So he wrote the following email, which I think is just hysterical. And if, if you've seen any emails or if you've seen any, any movies with him in it, uh, it's, it's absolutely perfect. He, he wrote, F.U. Ted, with four exclamation points. Ted was the, um, the movie that used to hold the record for the second best R-rated comedy opening. About the talking bear. About the talking okay. bear. So it starts, and, and this is to all the Sony executives. This is to Amy Pascal. This is to, so this is like someone writing an email to all of their bosses. So it starts with F.U. Ted. <laughs> second of all time. All has four L's. Time has five M's. Uh, come on, Jump Streeters, which I think it's absolutely hysterical that he calls them all Jump Streeters. We got Kate Blanchett with this box office. Kate Blanchett is apparently some inside joke from the movie where he can't tell the difference between carte blanche and Kate Blanchett. So I love that he used a joke from the movie in the email. <laughs> and then he, he put about 20 exclamation points. And then this is where it gets really crazy. So 
in an email, I like to put maybe a ha if I think something's pretty clever or a ha-ha if I think it's really funny or sometimes I'll do like three ha's if I, if I think it's really good. <laughs> Channing Tatum did, wait for it, 14,553 ha's. There's five pages of ha's that he wrote out just to, to convey how funny he thinks it is that he got the second best R-rated comedy of all time. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, if, Claire, we were talking about this and you mm-hmm. thought it was a little psychotic. I think it's just... Oh, it's definitely psychotic. I think this is just, I mean, what is he, like 25? No, this I think is, he's older than me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is exactly what a overpaid mid-20s uh, bro-y guy would write in an email uh, if he just got that... Um, Second base, second best R-rated comedy. Uh, um, what would you back. write? I mean, fourteen thousand five hundred fifty-three ha's. I would probably keep it to about eight, maybe ten. <laughs> Particularly if it was to the uh, head of uh, Sony. And so I read that um, uh, a couple times, and I thought it was absolutely hysterical. And I actually have it hanging on uh, my desk now, just because I read it whenever, uh, whenever I need a little boost. Um, our, our listeners should know that Bruce printed out all fourteen thousand haws, and they're all fourteen. Yeah, they're all five pages. I was of wondering haws. what that was. Yeah, yeah. You thought I came prepared to this podcast with a lot of notes. It's just, it's just haws. Yeah. So that's my, in my opinion. Uh, I'll pass it off to Claire. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, mine, uh, my, in my opinion. (laughs) Really going to try. My, in my opinion, I'm actually going to tell a little bit of a backstory. When I was home for Christmas, I was talking. I was at uh, my aunt and uncle's house, and I was talking to my aunt. And I think my mom made some reference that my aunt was no longer on Facebook or something like that. So we're talking about social media. And my aunt says, oh, yeah, I deleted my social, my Facebook page because I found myself starting to hate most of my friends and relatives because they're constantly posting their horrible opinions all over Facebook. And I just, I didn't want to hate my family anymore, so I deleted it. And we're like, oh, okay, fine. And then she goes to say now, and this is an opinion that I think she brings up every year. She's like, if there was a pet book where people only posted pictures about their pets and stuff like that, that's a social network that I would find. And she has this tiny dog, just so you know, she has this tiny dog that she like carries around pets all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Auntie Nicole, I gotta show you this Instagram handle, and it's called Marnie the Dog, and it's just a picture of this dopey, not a picture, it's pictures and video of this dopey dog where its tongue like hangs out yeah, of its yeah, mouth, yeah. and I did a little bit of research about Marnie the Dog. Did I show you this? Yeah, you showed me. Yeah, and it's this... Um, apparently a senior dog that's been adopted so this whole Instagram handle might be a secret ploy to like get people to adopt senior dogs in which case it's super genius I think Um, but anyways it's just video of this dog with its tongue flopping around with like weird music in the background and it usually can't really walk in a straight line it kind of walks in a circle Um, but Marty the dog is an Instagram handle I recommend it gives me a nice break from all the things that I also hate about social media and I recommend you check it out if you're tired of reading people's political opinions on Facebook and it really is just the dog in like really random places. It'll be like, oh, yeah. here's the dog in the cereal aisle of yeah. a grocery store. Or here's like, the dog yeah. getting a haircut. Yeah. It's like, you know, getting <laughs> spun around and with his tongue popping out. It's How cute. old is the dog? Um, old, but like over 10 years old, probably. I'm not sure what qualifies a senior citizen in the dog world, but old. Is it um, one human year to every seven dog years? No, the other way around. One yeah, yeah. dog so year to every seven year, human years. Yeah, yeah. yeah one year old dog is really seven in people world that's right yeah Yeah. what did your aunt think of it she loved it (laughs) she's like she's like honey like shout it out to my uncle who is all over facebook and instagram and everything she's like why didn't you show me marty the dog and he's like i know marty the dog i follow all sorts of dogs on instagram she's like you gotta show me that stuff yeah that's good 
So that's my recommendation. Okay. So um, I think I might be a little late to the game, but my recommendation is Olivia Pope. Ooh. <laughs> yes, I've become a huge, huge Scandal fan. I am not a toy you can play with when you're bored or lonely or horny. I am not the girl the guy gets at the end of the movie. I am not a fantasy. If you want me, earn me. Until then, we are done. Yes, I, I'm anxiously awaiting next season's um, premiere episode. I don't even know when it starts. When do you think it... I don't know. Do you Maybe. watch it on TV with commercials, or do you wait until you can watch it without commercials on either Netflix or iTunes or something? So I have very um, um, new media habits. I don't um, watch... TV on TV, really. I kind of watch TV on my iPad. Oh, yeah. see? That's yeah. what I've been talking That's what about. Does. Yeah. yeah, so I do it on my iPad. And um, what's also kind of crazy is I subscribe to Verizon Vios as an option. And uh, I don't like watching TV in the living room. Like, I, it's hard to hear for me. Like, we have mm -hmm. a SoundCloud, not a SoundCloud, a SoundBar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of hard to hear, and so it's much easier for me to hear it on my iPad. And uh, so even though we could be DVRing it, I still go to Amazon Instant Video and buy the whole season. Like I did that with Downton Abbey, I did that with Scandal and Revenge. And and is the episode released the same time it's aired? Uh, usually, or maybe like the night of. I think. Yeah. Because the one problem with me is, like, my favorite show is Mad Men, and my favorite thing to do is I watch it every Sunday night, and then first thing Monday morning, I love reading all the recaps and seeing what everyone thought of the episode, how, how good they thought it was, and so I love kind of participating in that morning after conversation. Right. Can you still do that when you watch I think it? you can. You can't watch I, it the I, night I know you certainly can do it with HBO Go, because I, I usually don't even bother. Um, like, I watch... I, I'll watch Game of Thrones on my iPad when it's airing on TV because right. I would rather watch it on my iPad than watch it in the living room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I just recently binged on Transparent and the Amazon, Amazon, what is it called? Prime. Amazon Prime show that won the Golden Globe. Yeah. And I also binged on HBO's True Detective. I still haven't watched that. Also yeah, great. so great. So, freaking twisted. I should, yeah. Really yeah, fantastic. really weird. Uh, so, Transparent winning the Golden Globe is what pushed me over the edge to buy Amazon Prime. So now I can finally watch it. I just purchased it yesterday because I was holding out. I mean, it's uh, it's I think it's hundred dollars for an annual subscription to Amazon Prime. Yeah. Which. Uh, for some reason, just wasn't worth it to me just to get the two day shipping, um, but. Uh, but it's free shipping. No, it's, it's better than just two days. Free, free two-day yeah, two shipping. Um, so you never have to go to the store anymore. Like, the whole idea of shipping and handling, gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll it. see. We'll see how much I like it and how much I use it. But yeah. the, the other reason was so I can watch Transparent because it's pretty genius that they put the first episode up so everyone could watch it. So I watched the first episode, and I thought it was really good, but uh, I had to subscribe. It gets better. It's a really good show. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so scandal. scandal. That is cool. my, my big recommendation. Yeah. And I guess transparent and true detective. Nice. Three in one. Three in one. Good. Uh, for me. Um, so I realized that just like you guys, I, I consume a lot of content. I binge on a lot of content. And I think my wife and I have started to feel like we needed to do something a little bit more educational. <laughs> and we wanted to do it together. So uh, the way that we've started doing it is... Uh, 
on on Saturday or Sunday mornings our our, our ritual has become uh, if we're just lounging around to at least watch one documentary on Netflix. So you know we're big into food and and so of course a lot of our documentaries kind of skew that way. But um, yeah, that's kind of just that's been our conversation starter. That's been the way that we try to you know get ourselves to think. So we've been watching. Um, some of them are kind of old, but still good to watch. Uh, like TED Talks that were that have been run by you know some of our favorite chefs like um, Dan Barber from Blue, Blue Hill. Uh, he has some nice talks. Um, there's there's one on on China's obsession with wine. It's called Red Obsession, <laughs> and it and it, it's a good way of thinking. You know, everyone talks about China and how you know they're kind of skewing markets and stuff. It's interesting because they talk about it from a wine perspective, uh, from Bordeaux wines. So. It's like one of these every week or so, and you know we feel a little bit more enlightened after that. And then, of course, then we go into. She also loves scandals, so <laughs> then we binge on that for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, so so it's a good mix for us. It balances things out. Have you guys watched one called Forks Over Knives? Uh, no, no, not yet. You should uh, check it out. So, um, a cousin of mine uh, told me about it, and and uh, she said, "I promise you, Bruce. After you watch this, you'll have second thoughts with uh, about eating meat." And uh, I watched it, and it, it really is very convincing that the amount of meat that we all consume is directly um, uh, the result of how unhealthy we are past the age of 40, and um, it's it's pretty convincing, and it, it got me thinking about it, and I would say the couple weeks after um, uh, I watched it, I, I definitely held back on how much meat I was eating. Really? Because I actually had the opposite effect one time. I watched that that um, that documentary, Super Size Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About, and, and it just jolly, it just made then, McDonald's look exactly. really good. Exactly. Yeah. The first thing I did, I went to McDonald's and I got a quarter <laughs> yeah. pound of cheese. Yeah, it is true. Watching yeah. eat those fries, like, oh, man. Yeah, no, I know they're unhealthy, but man, those fries look really good. Did you see the one, uh, the juicy one? Yes. Oh yeah, uh, fat, sick, and nearly dead. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, there's some. There's like two of them now. I think even. Oh, I don't know yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, we uh, went out and got a juicer. Uh, after that. That is yeah. extreme though. That guy pretty much just lives on juice, right? Like he he eats almost nothing else, right? Uh, I don't know if he still only eats nothing else. Oh, that was just the beginning. I think when he was trying to lose weight and get healthy, that was his thing. Yeah, he did it for like 30, 40 days or something yeah. like that. I remember that one. That it's. Interesting. I was in the documentary section of Netflix recently, browsing through, trying to looking for a good one. So it's good to know that the food ones are good because we ended up watching Russia's Toughest Prisons or something like that. Oh, There's a yeah, really yeah. scary oh, documentary place right. in, in Netflix. So maybe I'll lean towards the food ones next. Yeah, time. I also don't like sad things, like even movies that end in some sort of sad note. So definitely, <laughs> okay. it has to be somewhat uplifting. Okay. So I love that part. I don't like yeah. anything having to do with prison, like Oz. I tried watching <laughs> Oz, and that absolutely terrified me. Even Orange Is the New Black, I can't even really deal with. Then I do not. The idea of, the idea of watching that. Oh my god, oh, it would kill me. There some scary stories in that one. Yeah, yeah stay away from that. Okay. Great. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Those were great recommendations. So we wanted to get into our first topic. It's 2015 trends. And I'm going to pass it off to uh, Claire because I know she had a, a great idea for um, something that everyone was going to be talking about this year. Okay. So this, uh, this idea is a little bit weird, so stick with me on it. Um, <laughs> it's going to build. This is kind of an advertising trend that I think might start to dominate the conversation in 2015. So I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of startups that are centering around um, 
data and technology and like that's nothing new like startups coming but um, I think from an advertising perspective when it comes to helping get these startups off the ground we're going to have to find cheaper ways to launch these products to niche niche markets um, because you know a startup is not going to have a huge advertising budget so I think um, you know, the celebrity endorsement has always been big for um, when it comes to product launches, like getting a paying a high, you know, A-list celebrity to endorse your product. So I think that what it might lean towards is an internet celebrity endorsement. So paying huh. someone who is only an internet celebrity, only famous because they did something, you know, crazy or noteworthy or entertaining on the internet is going to become an area that us as marketers might have to be more familiar with than we are now. Um, like the YouTube celebrities. Yes, yeah. yes. Because there is a small market for it now. I mean, they, they do do in endorsements, and we have had people come in and talk about doing endorsements, but I think it's very small, mm -hmm. and I, I could definitely see that. Yes, there's. I mean, there's a couple of different Instagram celebrities that I'm like, how are these people famous if all, you know, how do they make money if all they're doing is being famous on Instagram? And I think it's, they're going to start um, being proponents of interesting niche products to their to the audience so I see I could see that happening in 2015 yeah. more so than it is now I feel like the year of the online celebrity is kind of what the year of mobile used to be like now that mobile's finally <laughs> here but every year they say it's the year well because I remember about 10 years ago Time Magazine does a person of the year every year and about 10 years ago their person of the year which they do at the end of the year was you and they just made their entire cover a mirror and so it, it was just your reflection, and it was supposed to be like uh, celebrity um, internet fame was the person of the year. Um, but I agree that, I mean, com now compared to 10 years ago, it, it pales in comparison. Now we actually we have actual internet celebrities, that people who get um, famous just from the internet. Yeah, maybe this is just my romantic pipe dream that I will one day be an internet celebrity. <laughs> that, that's why I'm projecting this onto my 2015 trends. Is that but. a pipe dream? Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it could be a reality. How many followers do you have? On which uh, medium? Let's start with Instagram. Uh, maybe like five hundred or something. Right. Four or five hundred followers. That seems like a lot to me. Well, it could be because I followed most of my Facebook friends and they just followed me right back. Mm, <laughs> that could be it. I still can't name one online celebrity. Um, do you follow the? F oh, you don't have Instagram, do no, you? I don't do you know who the fat Jewish is? I do know. Okay, so there's one that yeah. I know of. Yeah. Who's the fat Jewish? He's just this guy on Instagram. He's always posting. He he really just takes different posts from other places on the internet and then posts a funny comment about it. Let me see if I can find an example of it. Um, he's pretty good. Yeah, and and he truly is uh, born on the internet. Although I don't know if he's I don't know if he's reached the level of fame yet that a major advertiser would think about. But like that's my point. It's not a major advertiser. It's okay, like yeah, a startup yeah. that has a small budget that needs to get an idea about the product out really quickly to a high engaged audience. Influencer marketing. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's interesting. Okay. Brian, do you follow yeah. any uh, online celebrities? Can you think of any? No, not really. I mean, it's funny how you just follow your friends on Instagram. I actually used Instagram to start cutting out people from my Facebook life. Yeah. And yeah. then I ended up just weeding all of that out because there was so much stuff on my Facebook and my Facebook feed that I just wanted out. So I've been very actually been very specific very selective with uh, who's following me and what I what I follow and so uh, 
that's my roundabout roundabout way of saying no. Yeah. Uh, I just follow a lot of my friends on yeah. Instagram. So do you have? I'm assuming you have. There's certain things on Facebook that really rub you the wrong way that people post. Are you finding that those are, there are similar trends on your Instagram feed? Uh, what are those things? So, so just just by way of Facebook, you can you know put like your a comment or whatever, or, and or that could be or just a post. Um, I weeded a lot of that out, like the daily diary type stuff, so that's been great to take out. Um, you don't care about people's thoughts. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. So, um, so I would say that's a big part of what's gotten cut out. Um, and then, yeah, I think I've been able to filter down to, you know, catching up with with pictures of people that I haven't seen in a while, or yeah. or again, being food people that post nice food pictures, then I follow them. I would say you the, like the food posts. I what do is your like, wait? Can you share your Instagram handle or your Twitter handle? My, so my Instagram handle, and my Twitter handle are different. So my Instagram handle is Media Foodie. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. It's so good. And and then my <laughs> and then my Twitter <laughs> handle is my name actually. So wow. you know that one's a bit more starting to become more professional, if you will. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my so gosh, you're more... just pictures of food. It's all this pictures all of food. food. Yeah. 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 Very little media. <laughs> much, more, much more food, yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I, we wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Mark Zuckerberg because he's made such a big deal about his New Year's resolution. And it's always, uh, n- now there's all these Facebook posts about what his New Year's resolution is going to be. And then this year he said it's going to be to start a book club. So he started an entire section of Facebook dedicated to Mark Zuckerberg's book club. And he's going to read one book a month and he's going to share it with everyone else. Do you guys think it's a wise investment that these CEOs are are issuing these public New Year's resolutions and um, and and making such a big spectacle about it? Yes. Yeah. I I love it. I I mean I don't know if it's just my perspective of um, seeing people and how they post great things about themselves or great things that they're doing on the internet, but I'm inspired by the fact that someone who's you know running this you know, giant corporation that affects all of our lives is posting about a way that he wants to better himself and how he'd like other people to better better themselves on the internet, aside from whatever the alternate agenda might be for the reason that he's posting about this. But I like reading about people's goals and accomplishments, and I think that more people should should do it and post about it and talk about it positive things that they're doing I guess there's something about there's something about him that I find very uh, unlikable and there's something about him making this public New Year's resolution to this guy has more money than you know any almost anyone in the country he has this powerful empire that he built pretty much in his dorm room and now he's kind of talking about how he's going to better himself and if you want to better yourself then you can read along with me there's something so arrogant about it I find uh, that I, I just think it would be better. He's not saying. Is, is he saying if you want to better yourself, read along with me? Well, so why did he start the book club then? Like, well, why not? Why not just come out and say my New Year's resolution is I'm going to read a book a month? You know, if, if he said that because he likes the encouragement. I mean, I, the reason why we have a book club here is so that way we all kind of support each other and we we we're more likely to read the book if we know that we've committed made a commitment to the club. Yeah, I guess. I guess the difference between that book club is uh, Monique doesn't uh, choose the book and say, this is the book I'm reading. If you'd like to join along, then please join along. (laughs) Brian, do you have a New Year's resolution you want to share? New Year's resolution. Um, I want to do more volunteer work. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's to, really like, good. And, and I want to keep it. <laughs> you should have gone last. I know. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say maybe. We should. <laughs> Sorry. And and I want to I want to do just that attainable, right? Like, like once a month to like, and hopefully as the years progress, maybe that gets better. But just make sure it's on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah. The one I'm if, actually unless you need him on a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> the and one then I was actually else. looking at is like a is a kitchen that. I have to be there like at 4 a.m. in the morning on a Wednesday. So it's always from 4 a.m. <laughs> Not during work, for right, sure. Right. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Oh, I like that. Can you say why? Yeah, I think that uh, New Year's resolutions kind of assume that you, at some point in time, have uh, drawn up this list of goals while you're not happy with the way your life is and you feel like you need to change them and so you need to redirect yourself. I think that you should be able to start things over and refocus yourself all the time. So I think that um, a New Year's resolution is sort of like this fake moment in time and it's something that we should think about right doing every single day. Yeah, that makes sense. Mine doesn't sound that good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Barry, now you should have gone one. <laughs> Claire, I feel like you and I have the same one, maybe. What's yours? Mine is just to, uh, I signed up for a half marathon in April and it's to finish it. <laughs> Um, yeah, mine's around. I guess I guess mine would be to race 100 miles this year. I actually haven't said that goal out loud yet. Well, there we go. It's... <laughs> yeah, I'd like to race 100 miles this year. That, um, that is a lot. Run 100 miles or be in a race, be in 100 miles worth of races? This, the latter, 100 wow. miles worth of races. I'm yeah. going down to um, Miami next weekend to watch my brother and my 14-year-old nephew run Marathon. That is awesome. Wow. Is running a marathon? Yes. That's oh great. Oh my gosh. How crazy is that? He's like a seven-minute miler. He's that's like awesome. crazy fast. He, that's what, a freshman in high school? He's running a marathon as a freshman in high school. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? I love wow. that they're doing that together, too. That's. I, I yeah. think running is a great uh, bonding activity. And well, they're going to start together. My nephew. Well, but they like, train together, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming they train. You're right. Yeah, I don't think they'll probably run together. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Great. Uh, Barry and Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this is great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we want to quickly thank Steffi Copeland for the intro and outro music. Yes. And uh, happy 2015, you guys. <laughs> we'll we'll see. see you next time. Thanks, guys.